All right, welcome to Roll Out the Barrel Season 2, Episode 6. Six episodes of Roll Out the Barrel. Glad you could join us. We got uh, Aaron on a nature walk, it sounds like. Just trying uh, to bring in the master's field. That's very nice of you. And, uh, and Michael and Mil- Milwaukee. On uh, 414 Day. It's Milwaukee Day. day. It's Milwaukee Day. That's fantastic. 414 Day. Um, well, uh, we're going to try to keep it brief. And last time I said that, it was an hour plus podcast. So uh, let's talk a little bit of Masters. We all had strong opinions, strong takes. Before we get into the tournament itself, Aaron, I want to give you a chance to maybe elaborate on the 16th hole because I did dog you for just saying 16. You did. Um, and honestly, after watching the tournament, I'm not sure that's my favorite hole, although it is one of my favorites. But I just feel like that's kind of no, where... It's not Xander Shoffley's favorite hole. It's definitely not Xander's, no. But I feel like that's kind of where, like, if you can get through 16, you know, 17 and 18, it feels like usually, and this was the case this year, I guess, but, like, usually the lead is that, all right, just make a bogey on 18 and you're, you can win it, right? So, like, Tiger, when he played it out short and kind of just chipped it up there or other things. So, like... 16 is kind of the culmination of, like, if I really don't screw this up, I'm going to be okay. And then, obviously, Tiger had the chip in and all that stuff from the bunker and, and other things. So, I, I just – I think that's a beautiful hole. I like it. I'm not sure it's my favorite, to be honest, after, after re-watching, but it's a great hole. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting point because I think 18 ends up usually being a little anticlimactic um, for as tough as that tee shot looks on television. It feels like most of the bad stuff happens by being in the front bunkers, uh, uh, you know, the, the the two fairway bunkers on the left. Well, and that and pin is the... pretty accessible usually on Sunday also. True, true. Um, to, uh, to that point, I don't know if you, either of you guys watched the lead into Sunday's coverage when they talked about 98 when Mark O'Mara won. Um, that was quite a Masters that I just kind of forgot about because mainly because it was right after Tiger won and O'Meara, well, he had an amazing year in 1998. It's a little forgettable, but uh, Jack Nicholas went really low on Sunday and, and finished, I think, top five. And O'Meara's winning putt on 18 wasn't a short one. Uh, and that was, that's, that's a really should be memorable uh, Masters win for sure. Who finished second? I don't, I do not remember. Du, uh, Duval and was right there and couples was right there. Oh, wow. Some pretty big names. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, the, the tournament itself, uh, this year thought, you know, it ended up being tighter than it was. Obviously Matsuyama sleeping on the lead, um, coming in, it was his to lose. He didn't play poorly. What went over on, on Sunday. So, um, Zalatoris was a, a big breakaway star in this. Spieth uh, climbed back to the 200, you know, to finish tied for third. His his resume at Augusta National is pretty impressive. Two, two third place finishes, second place finishes. Uh, actually, uh, so he's perennially top top three. Uh, Rom had a great day, but that was pretty much it. Mark off until until uh, the 600 on Sunday, but 72, 72, 72, 66 for him. Um, but good to see it back in spring. Good to see folks 
at the tournament again. Uh, no grandstands, but there was still some noise, some rowers, a uh, little interest on Sunday, but then a great story that Matsuyama won. Yeah, I think you guys probably watch more golf than I do on television, but that felt like the biggest crowd we've seen, right? I mean, it was just the loudest. Yeah. But it did feel like a pretty large crowd compared to what we've seen recently anywhere else. I think so. I mean, the Dell, the Dell had a decent crowd. Um, yeah, again, that was maximum out of 12,000 people a day. Um, they're all just happened to be on the same controls. Uh, Valero had a good amount, too. Um, but, yeah, I think Augusta was very cryptic on how many folks they went in. And, you know, that's par for the course for most of the Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Matsuyama. It was a uh, monumental win, important win. Um, he played great, deserved it. But I, I do think uh, – I don't want to say he was lucky. He maybe was you – know, took advantage of the fact he didn't really have the who's who chasing him down. You know, there was no DJ. There was no Kepka, There was no Tiger. There was no Rory in his prime. JT and fell he, apart on Saturday, so that was it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really all he had was – Rom from 10 back and Spieth kind of just getting back. So he didn't have to deal with uh, that kind of heat and then therefore the roars that you normally hear. Um, so I do think he benefited quite a bit from that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have your, uh, your pick. He didn't. Pretty good. Not bad, right? Who Philip Philip won the money though, right? Philip won the money. He did. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't take Zalatoris. I just. I just mentioned him on the podcast as my dark dark horse, and he ended up being maybe the brightest star that came out of this. Maybe. Aside, aside from Matsuyama, probably just netting himself a billion dollars uh, for the rest of his life in sponsorship deals in Japan. Maybe he can start flying net jets instead of throwing the green jacket down in the Atlanta airport. How about, how about more so than that? Like, doesn't Augusta National give out a garment bag? Maybe they should start. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like, could, can, we, can we just have, a like, a discreet garment bag so it's not a green jacket draped over? We could all speculate. Or was that, that just, like, jacket? a flex? Maybe he was just flexing on people. Could have been. Doesn't could've seem been, his but style, but you never know. Your 640 flight. 45 flight out of out of ATL. The guy next to you is holding a green jacket. Like I saw, I saw how telling Lee after the U.S. Open, and I was like, I was thrilled with that. And he was finished dead last after making the cut. Um, and a, kind of a no name um, versus uh, Matsuyama holding that jacket boarding the plane. Yeah, yeah, very strange. It'll be interesting to see if. Uh, I think it was Faldo's prediction comes true, and, and Matsuyama's uh, the one lighting the Olympic torch in a couple months. Oh, I would, yeah. I would not be surprised at that. I think, I think he'll probably, uh, he'll probably be there uh, towards the end. If not, yeah, maybe there's somebody that has a party over him, but that's certainly going to be part of. The- I'm trying to think of a summer sport from Japan. I mean, is it like Ichiro in theory or somebody like that. Uh, well, baseball's back in the Olympics, right? So maybe, maybe right, maybe each row. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do an Olympic podcast. We're like ninety-eight days out, or ninety. Uh, Will that be going? That could be going on. No, it's going to be done just before BGC. J- just before, yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking and transitioning to the BGC, the point of the podcast 
we believe we have a full field now, which is exciting. Um, we're going to start with our uh, departures this year. Uh, Dan Kresbach is not able to join us, uh, unfortunately, at the wedding. Uh, uh, he has to attend to California. Um, and uh, Logan has a wedding. He has to attend in Southern Illinois, which is like the California. Of, uh, the wine country of Illinois, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to say. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so Logan's down there. Um, and uh, we were able to get those spots backfilled pretty quick by uh, uh, being able to offer uh, a return to, to Michael Petey, which we're excited to have him come up and honored and humbled that he'll come up from the, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands to join us uh, in rural Wisconsin. That's, that's quite the trek. Uh, and I believe we have one of the uh, one of the Adams boys. We we haven't confirmed yet, but we think potentially Eric returning. Uh, Scott was supposed to join us as well. Um, and then previously we had annou- announced uh, that uh, Mike Crumweedy was was in, uh, fresh off a uh, hip surgery, and uh, we also have uh, Philip Rogers returning, which we're all pumped. Uh, he was part of the 2019 campaign that uh, was successful for the Blues. Aaron, you're going to give us a little rundown on our... Uh... Yeah, sorry, I lost you guys there for a second. So 16 is a gentleman named Brad Eland hailing out of originally Hoxie, Kansas, pride of like 200 people, but now lives here in Lawrence, uh, same as Derek and I, and good friend, someone that I know you two have played with. Um, all the Kansas guys know him very well. Uh, really, really good player. Uh, he's He's going to probably be our... Number two handicap and pushing Rob a little bit. I think he's in the five range right now, but he's been down in the two or three areas. So great player, great guy. Um, I think he'll be a great addition. I know we've asked him a couple times. He's not been able to make it, but he he ducked around a couple bachelor parties for his brother and some other things and made the schedule work. So excited to have Brad, and he'll be a great addition to to the group. I don't know if you mentioned it in email or anywhere else that Essentially, uh, I guess Brad would be replacing uh, Barry Cooper, who won't be able to to make it this year. Yes, yeah. So Bar- Barry's uh, set to get a hip replaced, uh, I think, actually in about two weeks. And so uh, we wish him well and uh, speedy recovery. But he wasn't entirely sure that he'd be up for for playing the the three straight days up there. So um, we'll keep him on the short list if uh, a spot opens up. He was able to fill in last year, which was awesome, and uh, we look forward to getting him back in twenty uh, two. So uh, as we as we kind of move over to the go forward look, and we'll try to do one or two of these about you know the, the go forward as we get you know closer to selection Sunday. Um, talk a little bit about uh, Green Lake again. I mean, we have uh, some awesome options. The Coat and Tie Dinner I'd sent out uh, Norton's Steakhouse, which is a historic uh, supper club on the North Shore of Green Lake. And uh, basically, you know, uh, one of those kind of old school spots that sits right on the water. Uh, you could get, you know, the cheese curds. You could get the walleye. You know, do the full Wisconsin experience. Uh, a great bar area. Uh, it's it's pretty upscale. I would say it's one of the nicer uh, supper clubs, if you will, in, in Wisconsin. And we touched on those a little bit um, in, in past podcasts. But 
you know, uh, it's going to be uh, a great setting, I think, for that coat and tie dinner. Uh, and then on Friday and Thursday, I'd love the extra day up there. Uh, there's a couple other places in town that are just fun hangouts, a little more casual. The Duck Blind is definitely one of them. Great, great pizzas. Um, I'll kind of have that up north type feel. Uh, and Green Lake's kind of kind of on the cusp of where you start to feel like you're in northern Wisconsin. I think, you know, I always always consider that maybe the Wausau area, which is a little farther north. But there's enough there where it feels like you're, you know, enjoying uh, northern Wisconsin. It's going to feel... Go ahead, Michael. It's nice to... Oh, go I was going to say, it's going to feel pretty far north for my crew. Probably as far north as almost any of them have ever been in their lives. Before I had lived there... And I was like, I would have thought where we're going is basically Canada. So not quite, but pretty far north. Fair. Fair. And, and Mike, I don't know what, where your line of demarcation is, but to me, Wausau was always like where you stopped seeing so much grass in neighborhoods and more pine needles. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the rare Wisconsinites who really didn't vacation up north as far north as we'd go is was door county and that's definitely not up north um so yeah i think that that makes sense but i haven't really had the, the pleasure of really vacationing or spending much time in, in the real north woods of yeah. wisconsin and this this won't quite be that. i think there's other destinations we could probably go to that, that push the envelope lake arrowhead is definitely one of them um and that's pretty close to to uh sand bell and mammoth dunes uh, so that, that is another option on the list. So we, we push the up to go further north to, to get that experience. But this is this will be good. This will be more more Wisconsin than, than Lake Geneva will be, which is kind of an extension of, of kind of southern Illinois, um, blending with Wisconsin. This feels, you know, this feels like it's, it's truly, truly in the state. I was just going to say, it's, it's nice to hear what it sounds like Norton's will have to offer for the Coach Tie, having not being able to have it last year, knowing how great it was the first two years, to be able to take it somewhere like that will be uh, Yeah, and, and right, they have they have a lot of uh, stuff on their menu. I mean, everything from, you know, ahi, sesame, tuna to whatever. So it's not, it's not your traditional school supper club, but they do have cheese curds. They do have walleye, um, you know, but... Uh, do they have do they, they have, don't curry? have curry? They uh if you order curry at the yeah. coat tie dinner, Michael. That that takes a point away from the great team, so that can't happen. Well, I would just have concern for your roommate, to be honest. That's true. Well Dan's not coming this year, so that's that's true. Be a little less frisky in that room. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, it's 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 a good spot and um you know, Friday night too. You know, we could uh, we could find ourselves a fish fry, and we got to do a little reconnaissance work to see what is the best fish fry in town, um, because that that feels like a rite of passage to spend some time in in Wisconsin is to do the you know the walleye breaded with uh, the rye bread on the side, and uh, you know all all the stuff that uh, you know is a traditional Friday. Uh, gathering point for for the people of wisconsin i would imagine that probably even just the bars though that we talked about likely have one if it's decent right i, I, I mean i think I, I think actually the golf the golf course does too i think the golf course could be finished right around and we don't have to go back and change we can just kind of get ready and do the, the dinner there with the, you know i like it. yeah i like it. but the, the, the 
Hey, uh, Eric, Good. maybe I was just going to say maybe a, a quick mention um, on what you know about the Heidel House and the changes they've made because we, as we've all noted, how important the lodging setup has been the first few years of this. Um, for this to be maybe not the the house setup that we we really enjoyed a couple of years ago, but as as nice as it will be, um, it, it's still going to be a really great experience. Uh, so uh, you know a little bit in the players package about it. We touched on it when the first podcast, but this is a this is a, a beautiful property on the North Shore. It's very close to town, just kind of west of town, and, and kind of very close to Norton's. Uh, was a mansion that was then expanded into a resort. They've now Contracted some rooms, um, purchased by some deep-pocketed individuals that are, are making it a, an Ascend uh, Choice Hotel. But I, I agree, in general, we like the setup, and we're probably in that bridge here to get back to being able to do housing uh, the way we did in 2019, which is kind of our preference. Um, but that said, when we go to some of these courses or some of these destinations, we just kind of kind of evaluate it as is like, there's not a lot of Airbnbs or VRBOs up in Green Lake. So that brought us to the more hotel option. And I think we're good with that as long as there's a reason to be the Ridge actually. But some of the amenities in the back, if you didn't walk back there, you probably don't know, but there was a putting green, there was a bag toss, there was, um, you know, a nice pool and bar area that wasn't open because of COVID. So, so as long as we have some kind of opportunity to foster um, folks being together uh, in that hotel scenario, I think we're all okay with that. Um, so Heidel House, getting back to this, we'll have two bars. Uh, they'll be kind of the more formal upstairs bar that's part of the restaurant and, and a little bit classier. And then downstairs, I think they have kind of the waves bar, as they call it. Um, that's kind of a new addition uh, that'll be a little bit more casual. Hopefully we can go down there, maybe play some cards, you know, have some drinks, uh, on Friday and Saturday night, maybe Thursday, uh, nice terrace, nice patios, a little beach area, but the grounds, and I, I think there might even be some sport courts too, but it, it'll feel like a resort and there's a difference between a resort and a hotel. Um, and this one, it's, it's maybe catering to more of the romantic types. Um, but 16 guys will be able to have a good time uh, uh, in this in this setting. Uh, it's it's a it's a really nice property. Good. Look forward to it. I, I mean, I think um, it's it's going to be unfortunate that Lake Geneva and the Ridge experience is always going to be tied to that COVID year, but it is what it, it is what it was. I and mean, it was. What I, it think, was. I think I think it, I think um, it turned out as good as I thought it could have turned out. I mean, no nobody. Got- Nobody got sick. We got yeah. a decent, you know, the weather obviously wasn't cooperating, but all those things aside, like we just, we just, you know, the, when it rains, it pours and COVID plus the raining pouring, uh, you know, was, was a tough sure. slog for that, but that's, that's a great place to go back to um, in, in my opinion. And hopefully the, the, the golf course, uh, you know, without the rain and that kind of stuff is a little bit more organized. Uh, and then not only that, but we also would have uh, the options of playing Grand Geneva, and that's another place that's a true resort versus uh, versus the hotel. Like that, that's a special property. That's a Frank Lloyd Wright esque type property that has a ski hill and has like other amenities that are that are, are kind of interesting in a sprawling campus. So, uh, but, I, but I but I agree with you. It was it was it was as good as we could have made it. It was an easy location, but. Uh, 
Green Lake will be hopefully we'll get back to what we want to do is, is enjoy each other's company and be a good vehicle for that Green Lake at Norton's. But Idle House at Clubhouse has a great Irish Clubhouse. And the scoot, the scoot will be great. That's all I got when you get the scoot area there. And it's a great, great little uh, ecosystem of golf, uh, the 27 holes. So it's, it's a single clubhouse for both the Woodlands and the Lynx course, correct? It, yeah, that's correct. And okay. I would say it's not all that, that impressive when you get to it. The clubhouse uh, is adequate. Uh, like the food there is good. The bar is good. Um, but it's not like a, an experiential clubhouse. Uh, which I would give it a little, little bit of a knock. But that said, it's, it's, it's right in the middle of the the, uh, the course for uh, the, the links. And then the woodlands goes around the property. So uh, I'll take I'll take efficient over last year. Grandiose, but not very efficient. Yeah, yeah. And we can enjoy the good parts of it last year, which this year, hopefully, I think, Michael, I know you got your shot. I get my second shot tomorrow. Eric, you've got one, right? Second tomorrow. Oh, look at that. We're we're aligned. Pfizer, Pfizer buddies? No, no, Moderna man here. Oh, man. Oh. oh, sorry to hear that. Well, I've heard Moderna's actually better <laughs> against other strands, so you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. We'll be sorry. But I'm imagining most of us have already entered that process. Uh, so exciting there that hopefully we'll be in a good spot to be able to really enjoy each other's company. That's right. Just just bring it all in there. A lot of touching, a lot of rubbing of shoulders. I'm planning on licking stuff. everybody's doorknobs. Everybody's doorknobs. Take that. Take that how you will. This description of this episode. Uh. Um, uh, yeah, but no, I think I think it's a good point. And and so, you know, one of the reasons we picked Green Lake not only for the tremendous golf courses up there. Um, but it was kind of a return to, you know, a, a more intimate environment so we can kind of control the environment and do the, the things that we want to do, which is, you know, have our, our pageantry return. If, if someone just listened to this for the first time and knew nothing about it and they heard you describe the, the experience as doorknob licking, intimate, and Aaron talking about licking. Well, like that's questions. why I was really surprised we're losing Dan this year. Yeah. Right in the salad. Right in the salad. Yeah. If he listens to this, he may regret that. But... And no. I believe he is a listener. I think we've got six or seven listeners now. That's great. Uh, nice. Well, uh, we'll hopefully come back with uh, some more content as we get closer and closer to important dates and events. I think we're one day. Third is our handicap submission. Yeah, uh, May yeah May 23rd. Because uh, we have uh, the, the splits on our handicaps are going to be really interesting. I mean, it was last year, too. But we have a lot of guys really close in that 9 to 10, 11, 12 range uh, just to kind of see how that shakes out. Now, this, this won't have any bearing on the actual team selection, uh, but just to kind of give us an idea of where things stand going into that. Uh, and selection Sunday is what date again? I know it's you that's open Sunday, but it's like July. I uh, should have had that up. 10th or something. 
Is that in July? Somewhere in there. Uh, 18th. I think it's okay. 18th, actually. Okay. July 18th, I want to say. Good. July 18th. So uh, if you haven't paid your dues uh, and also get your sizes in, so we have that ready for swag, and we'll be able to talk about that a little bit more as we move forward. And, uh, yeah, uh, get, getting pumped. We're uh, only, what, three and a half months away. There we go. Getting close. All right. Uh, Everybody have a good week, and uh, we'll chat with everybody soon. See you guys.